Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, April 19th. Thank you guys for tuning in once again to Beauty Talk. Um, Our call-in number, if you have a question or comment, it's uh, 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. I'm so excited about tonight's guest. She's no stranger to the show, but it's been some years since she's been on with us. So I'm going to turn it over to my sister Denise, and she can kind of get the show started and introduce our guest. Good evening, everyone, and once again, thank you uh, for joining us here tonight on Beauty Talk. I'm excited as well, um, trying not to stumble over my words here, <laughs> but just wanted to welcome our guest, uh, Courtney Daly, on. Um, thank you, Courtney, so much for uh, agreeing to uh, be with us tonight. And so we want to jump right into um, to our conversation with Courtney and get caught up. Um, but first, we'd just like Courtney to uh, reintroduce herself to um, our listening audience, for those of us who know who she is, and for those of us, for those who don't know who she is, um, just introduce yourself uh, very quickly and let them know who you are and what it is uh, that you do. All right. Sounds good. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me back on today. I'm really excited to be back. And right. I I know I was stoked. Um, So I am a uh, primarily a beauty photographer. I'm based in Los Angeles. Um, In the last few years, I've kind of kind of zigged and zagged a bit. And I'm now working more on the images that you see in campaigns for major cosmetic companies. Um, so when it comes to products. So from last time I talked to you to where I am today, I've kind of changed my role a bit, but still overall my job is helping uh, companies to market their products when they go to launch. Um, so it's a quite a fun role to play, and it also helps me see a different point of view in the business. Oh, nice. Okay, wait a minute. Let me, let me make sure I'm clear. So you were talking about yeah. zigzagging a little bit, and then now you're also saying yeah. that you're you're doing something a little different. So you're still doing yeah. photography. So what I found, well, just like when you are a makeup artist, often someone will say, hey, can you do this as well? We're, we're in a jam. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you have this skill set? At least that happened to me a lot when I was work, a working makeup artist in Detroit. All the time someone would say, hey, are you, do you have the ability to do this? We can't find anyone. So what happened to me is I was shooting a lot of beauty campaigns, uh, doing beauty, just gorgeous facial beauty work. 
And finally, a lot of my clients were saying, you know, we really need someone who can shoot our products and make them really shine. And a lot of people who shoot products don't understand what makes them amazing. And right. I thought about it and thought, I, I think I can figure this out. And then really quickly, I love the puzzle of making products look dynamic. So now often what happens is my clients hire me for both the beauty campaign and also the product campaign. So let's say you gotcha. see an ad for a massive you know, company in, a, you know, in Vogue or whatnot. They'll have a, a beauty shot. And in the lower corner, they might have the product shot looking glorious and shiny. So I do both of those now. Gotcha. Right, because I think in, in in one of your bios, I don't know if it was Instagram or not, you said that you were a product you were a product stylist. So yes. that's kind of more what you're what you're talking about now. So that's great. Kind of. So product styling is just like what you do as a makeup artist, except for instead of having a face to work on, I have a piece of paper or a piece of plastic to work on. So what I have to do <laughs> is meet a product initially find its personality, figure out what makes it amazing, and then try to show that through visuals. So think how often you look at a product online and you think, you know, this looks great, but I can't tell the texture or is it creamy? I, I wish I could just figure that out in the photo. Often those photographers don't understand what's really making you look at that product. But as a makeup artist, I know what makes me excited about our product. So it's kind of a unique perspective, but it's been kind of great because it took all of my skill sets and put them all together in a cute little basket, and they all work and play really well together. So I never thought I would be that person (laughs) who's, like, in a studio making a mess, making things explode, and I always thought, I love faces, but here I am, and I really love it. So it worked out. Nice. Nice. Well, we have a lot of questions for you tonight, so I'm going to try to make this yeah. interview make sense to the listener because I want to ask you so much, but I don't know if this is, if I'm going to be jumping the gun a little bit and kind of try to do things in order, but I don't know if it's going to be in order tonight, so I'll put that out there. And that's going to happen. But, you know what? It's the season right now. That's right. right. So we're all so, uh, crazy. We haven't talked to a lot of people. so Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we first wanted to just kind of start out just asking you, you know, how you're doing, you know, how's the quarantine treating you? Are you are you doing okay? Are you going crazy? Like, what's your daily routine like? Are you shooting anything at all? Yeah. Well, that, you know, it, it is a really strange conversation to have because, uh, you know, two months ago, I don't think yeah. any of us thought it's coming. And so to be here no. now, you're like, huh, I didn't see this one coming. Okay. Right. So, um, so things have been overall in, until recently. Things have been fantastic. Um, I since last night hosting it to you guys. I got a new studio. Did some major renovations. Um, I'm a person who loves full circle in my career. So where I return to the scene of the original crime in a different position. <laughs> so I feel like it really helps me have this cathartic moment of being like I've worked this hard and this is where I'm at and this is great. I think we need those little victories. So the studio I have that just took over a year ago is in the same building I was in when I first started my career in Los Angeles. So, but I had oh, a nice. smaller space. It was humble and it was cute and it worked out perfectly. So it's really great when I go into that studio because now I'm on one of the top floors and I have a gorgeous view of the city and it's way too big. And it, but it's, it's a moment of going like, you know what, eating ramen noodles and being that artist 
and making this work was worth it. So, because there's so many moments you're like, I, I just don't know if this is worth it. I could have an office job. I could have insurance. You know, all the things we wish we always had. Right. Um, but, you right. know, it's it's been really great. And I have a fantastic agent who's just so supportive and wonderful. So that helps a ton to let me just really focus on what makes my work shine versus the back and forth I have to figure out. Um, but with the quarantine, the stay-at-home orders, um, it's been good because I can still work on campaigns without a face. So while I can't shoot the beauty portion of it, I can still work on those products. Right. So, so right. we recently reached out to a lot of our normal clients and said, hey, I can still work at my home. It's not as organized. My cat might be in some of the photos, heads up, but <laughs> I can still work in my home. So I'm really, I'm very, very fortunate that I'm right here right now versus a few years ago, like five, six years ago would have been a totally different story. So yeah, I, I right. feel very fortunate. So, so how does that how does that work for you with this virus? So, when if you, so, if your clients are sending you the products, like how 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 do how are you working that out? Because I know every time I go to the grocery store and come home, oh, right? It's a process. It's a process with oh, wiping them sure. down or washing them, and, and it's so so. How are you doing that with the products? It's literally the same process. It's we get the box, we spray the initial box with the one full can of Lysol that I have in my hands that's, like, worth every <laughs> ounce, you know. When we found it, I think I really held it up in the air and was like, I found some, you know. Like, it was amazing. Right. <laughs> uh, because it, I had been on vacation uh, right before the orders uh, were put into place. I was out of the country, and we barely got back into the country. And so when we got back, like everything was gone. Like the minute we landed, my assistant said, go buy TT, go buy Lysol. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? I was I was in New Zealand. I don't know what's going on. So Lysol is one of those things I haven't seen forever. So when I really dug in my, underneath my kitchen sink and found it in a deep corner, I was so happy. Like it's the small things now that make me very happy. And that was one of those moments of like, I can now get things clean because things are sent from all over the country to us. I don't know. Like when products come from New York, I get very like, okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have been spraying the box and then opening the box with gloves and then spraying each product. It's like with a, I'll spray it on a rag and then wipe with a rag um, on each product. And then once it's out of that, we throw out the box and we have it in our home. And then we know it's only been in our hands since we kind of sterilized it. So it has been an extra right. step, but it's, you know, it's, I think we're all in that boat right now of going, okay, well, yeah. I need to eat, but I also don't want to touch anything. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's, it's been interesting receiving those packages because usually I just dig right in and excited to see them. Now it's like I'm opening a bomb or something. So it's right. a different process for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! Oh my it's like when God. you stop and yeah. think about it, it's just all so right? crazy. It's ridiculous yeah, sounding. You think of it like just a few months ago. If I said, "Hey, listen," so this is what I'm doing now, you guys. You would think that I was like reenacting an old episode of Monk or something, where I'm like afraid of germs. <laughs> I don't touch anything. It's it's very bizarre. We all have things we're learning that we're like, guess what? If you do this, this works great. So it's yeah, it's. It's a very strange time overall. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. That's funny. So, so okay, so you ha- you have clients that send you p- 
products right now. Yeah. So yeah. how, and I know you work with a, a lot of uh, large companies, but what about the small guy? You know, how is a small yeah. brand able to work with you? Like when I say small, I mean like really small. You know, not yeah. you know, because I always, I often think it's crazy when I hear people say small businesses, like their business out there that are just tiny businesses. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. You mean so like I'm thinking like of the Ruth Chris right now? Cough, cough, cough. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I work with a range of companies that are like startups from just like a couple who want to start a new skincare line. And then I work mm-hmm. with a lot of companies. So I work with a really wide range, and they just require a little different handling overall because um, usually when you work with the larger companies, they, they have, you know, many marketing people on hand. They have the people who, you know, they're art directors, they're creative directors, and they, they make, you know, kind of mood boards and keyboards, and they have all these things about the key terms we're going to use. And then when I work with the smaller companies, it's literally more like, okay, who do you want to be? How do you want to be perceived? Because let's say you wanted tomorrow to launch a new moisturizer. I would say, okay, what are the benefits of it? How does it feel? How does it look before I have it in my hands? Because often they'll say, mm-hmm. you haven't even seen it yet. We just saw a sample in a jug. And then I'm like, okay, well, what did it look like in that jug? And we go from there and start building like some inspiration and a feel to how they want that product to be perceived. Because if I gave you a bottle of water and we shot it on a dark backdrop and there's water splashing everywhere and it's really mysterious, people would think it's more of a mysterious item versus being bright and light and airy. So it's really about feeling very right personality in each of those companies. So with the smaller companies, it is a little bit more of a journey, but I, it's, I enjoy it quite a bit because I am helping them figure out who they want to be. Cause often they haven't thought about that right. yet. They, you know, they're just, well, we just been amazing. I'm like, cool. But when the site, what's the personality of the site? And I'll go, I know it's good. We're just going to have like, you know, a Shopify and the product will be on there. I'm like, okay, let's think about this further though. <laughs> let's think about who you are, who the product is. Give me, give me an idea. So that's where we are kind of figuring it out of trying to say like, who is this brand? Because if you were to market let's say Mac as a company that marketed like Clinique, everyone would overnight would say, what happened? Like something right. weird happening. Like mm-hmm. Mac doesn't feel like Mac right now. Someone else is at the home. Something else is happening. It's because that visual has thrown everything off. And we all notice it. So it's a big part of that, put that puzzle together overall, which is so strange. You don't think about these things when you just get a product in the store or you see an ad. But there's so much more that goes into it. Right. So I guess now I guess that, that kind of answers my um, my next question because I, I read on your website where you say that all images should um, should communicate concepts and stories and any yes. feelings. So I guess that's kind of how you get to that point when you're working with a brand, right? Because I mean I think that happens, and we do this as makeup artists as well, where we get inspired by someone's work, but it's not necessarily the right thing for you, but you're inspired. Right, so like you had, you've built your career. Right. Like you're a bridal makeup artist, and you've built your career on bridal, and you're going to get inspired by like let's say Alex Fox. You're like, oh, she's amazing, and she's this whole thing, and and then you get back to your bridal clients, and you can't go. Let's go full Alex Fox today. It's just not going to work that way. So I go, wait, what? <laughs> you want to do what to my face? And you're like, I'm going to cover it with red paint <laughs> and then glitter. So um, you have to same thing with products. Is we have to sit down and go, okay. 
um, you know, who are we going to tell, how is the story going to be told? Because it's a big deal of trying to figure out what it is. And it's, and it's a nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Absolutely. So, Courtney, can you walk us through um, a product and beauty campaign from beginning to end, like um, your conversation with the client, how you actually okay. prep and prepare uh, the actual shoot, and then what happens after the shoot, and then, you know, from the, the final shoot to editing to delivering the product to the client. Can you just walk us through from A to Z? For sure. I'll try to condense it a bit because there's a lot of swearing in between. So I'll cut that out. (laughs) No, we want to hear that too. You know, so first what happens, let's say it's not an existing client of mine. Um, They might have an upcoming launch or they're going to have their initial launch for their product line. Um, They'll reach out to my my, um, agent and he'll first kind of like look things over and kind of determine whether it's a good fit for us or not. And sometimes we get a really strong feel immediately it's not a good fit for us. And sometimes we're like, you know what, this, I think this could be great. Um, depending on how the verbiage is in the email. Um, it's just like when someone reaches out to you on Instagram and you're like, wait, what, are, what do you want from me? It's the same thing happens when they're reaching out for campaigns. So let's say a product campaign, uh, you know, company was reaching out to me saying, like, I want to do a beauty campaign. We, show a sh- we sell a shampoo. And we want to have a beauty campaign where we show beautiful, glossy hair. And we want to also have our products photographed, which actually happens quite often. And so we'll, we'll sit down and get our estimates through first, which is, I think, one of the most overwhelming processes because there's so much back and forth and little details we have to make sure we cover. And then once we have that kind of signed, we're like, okay, now we can talk about treatment. Um, so they've already established, they've already sent to me what I – told you I request. They've already sent to me their mood board, some inspiration, maybe a photo of the product they're going to release. Sometimes they don't have anything like that yet. They can just describe it to me. I'll say, is it a tube? Is it a jar? Is it a spray? Oh, no, it's a shampoo. It's a tube. Okay, great. So we'll sit down with that inspiration. We usually have a creative call. And at first, I have to determine who is the face of the person we're going to photograph. Um, are we looking for what kind of model are we going to seek to cast for this campaign? Um, sometimes if it's a larger company, they already say, no, we have the whole agency who does all of that for us. Smaller companies go, oh, yeah, we need to find a face. You're right. Okay. Um, how do we do this? And that's when we sit down and figure out, okay, are we looking for, you know, every woman? Are we looking for a specific you know, demographic you want to market to? Once we kind of fine-tune that, we seek the face. Um, we schedule our day. Um, I've talked to them already about who I want to bring on for hair and makeup. Um, for me, I keep people around me who excel at very particular, specific things. So I'll say, like, oh, you want a beautiful, like, uh, Veronica Lake wave to the hair. I have a stylist who does that in her sleep. It's just perfect, like, the minute she's fast. So I'll bring her on a I'm going to recommend this, this, um, this stylist. She's with this agency. Let's get her on board for this. Same thing with makeup. I, I look at the inspiration and go, okay, based on this makeup look, you have more of a, an Instagram beat going on. So because of that, I'm going to recommend these two makeup artists. Let's see if they're available. Go look at their portfolios and see who you like more. Like kind of give your eyes a little peek at it. Because everyone has a different idea of what beauty is. 
So I need to make sure mm-hmm. I'm still kind of adhering to what their dream is for this while trying to direct them in the right direction, which is a tough thing to do. The same thing as a makeup artist where you're going, I know you really want to do this, but let me make a suggestion you might like better. And this is the reason I'm saying mm-hmm. this, because people have these really grandiose ideas that you're like, okay, um, let's figure this out. So uh, quite often we're going to listen, you know, you want this, I have a suggestion that can work in a really advantageous way, or I have a model who's fantastic for this. I know she's a little different than you could first suggestion, but like, let's give her a look. Um, usually because it's, I've worked with people already, I've worked with models, a lot of the models in LA I've worked with, I know who really performs really well in certain tasks. So I would sit with that one and say, okay, let's get our models down, and then we schedule our shoot day. Um, sometimes clients want to be on set, sometimes they don't. Um, it's literally 50-50 for me. Um, when they're not on set, it's great because we can just plow right through our shot list really quickly um, because we all mm-hmm. work as a team really well and we've worked together for years there. It's a little different game. Uh, we all have our game faces on. Um, we're all wearing appropriate clothing. If they're not there, we are very comfortable, <laughs> ultra comfortable. Um, <laughs> But when they are there, um, you know, we are shooting. Uh, I used to shoot tethered, so everything's going to a screen. So we shoot usually the beauty the first day. Um, so we'll do all the hair shots. We'll do all – they're looking at they're improving the images as we go along. Because um, most companies these days, like, they need their photos so quickly. There's no month headway. It's like, oh, we need them in five days. Like, retouched, ready to go to print. Um, so if they're on set, they have to approve their shots the day of. Um, so that's why it's like having like that makeup on point and the hair on point makes such a big difference for us because we don't have the extra days to have many different versions of the photo that we present to the client. Um, but then usually then what happens first day, I'll shoot the beauty. Sometimes the second half of the day, if we do a smaller shoot, we'll do the beauty shoot, like the product shoot. But usually I try to do a separate mm-hmm. day because like, my brain has to switch into a different gear of thinking now, before I'm talking about flowing hair and making sure all those little details are perfect, where products require a completely different shift in thinking. So I always prefer if I can get them to do a separate day with me and go, listen, like, I would like to send my crew home, just have my assistant on set, and then we can start playing and making a mess with this product and seeing what we can do with it. Um, so usually try to get a day two. And then once they've done that, um, if I can get them to prove it the day of, they they approve them the day of. If not, I send them a PDF of all the photos we shot that day called a proofing sheet. Um, they look at the proofing sheet. They make this class re-retouch. Um, it goes smoothly. Uh, usually you don't hear much feedback, which sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. You just don't know. And it's really tedious to go like, are you happy? Are you not happy? Like, are we good? Um, that just happened. I'm mean, in two deadlines this weekend. And um, both the clients are being kind of quiet. Like, kind of looking at my okay. husband, and I'm like, oh, I just don't perform well like this. Like, I just need to know that we're on the right path. Okay, we should keep our feedback. And then finally they both went, everyone's so happy. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Because <laughs> it's just like when you're, you're on set, it's just so different when someone's giving you feedback versus nothing. And you're staring at them going, like, right. you like? Like, give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Just give me a sign. Like, like you put your foot down on the floor twice and stomp. Like, just say something, but sometimes <laughs> some clients are just quiet. Um, so, which I encounter so often. Um, so, it was a good thing I got the phone calls at the weekend saying, we're happy. And I'm like, oh, thank 
goodness, because I just need to hear that right now. And, uh, and again, I go through the photos, and then often I don't see them until I come across a campaign being ran in ads, or some of, I'll be in an airport looking in a magazine, I'll go, oh, that's my Neutrogena ad. Oh, that's so exciting. But mm-hmm. it's very, more often my friends will say, did you shoot this? I'll go, yeah, I did. Oh, good eye. Thank you. Um, otherwise, we're just, we would be constantly searching for images. So, yeah, it's, I love when clients do tell me where the photos go after because it's just exciting. It's still really exciting to see your stuff, you know, being printed and used in a, in a commercial Absolutely. way. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's, Let it's, me ask it's, but it is a process. I mean, sometimes, sometimes jobs are five days. Sometimes they're a month long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, sometimes I'll have things drag on for a long time if we're doing a very large campaign of, you know, the beauty stuff goes much faster than products. Let's say we're shooting a campaign of, sometimes we'll have like 100 products to shoot, and and Mm -hmm. that's where you start going, okay, this is going to take a while, just heads up. This takes a while. Once we get this signature look down, that's easy, but again, people see things differently. And so until I know what their eye is trying to see, it's, it's a little bit tough. So, so yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm so over this. If I see another lipstick, I'm going to jump off a bridge. But <laughs> then I'll get another, I, immediately another lip job, I mean, lipstick job comes along. And I'm like, oh, I love lipstick, great. <laughs> so it is, it is funny. You mentioned in your process, you know, like you, you tell them, uh, you, you know, who you want for hair and makeup. When thinking about a makeup artist and a hairstylist to work on these campaigns with mm-hmm. you, what are you looking for in a makeup artist and in a hairstylist? So for me, um, I really, the first thing I really love to look for is confidence, but not cockiness, confidence. So I've worked with some I've worked with a lot of makeup artists over the years because I've done so many workshops and, um, and it's been really fun, but you really see there's a lot of people who just don't have a lot of um, confidence in their work or they just have a lot of doubt and you can feel it. And when you're on a set with the client, you need to make sure that client feels confident and comfortable. So if the makeup artist just looks like insecure the entire time, really awkward even if she knows exactly what she's going to do and she's nailing it I can't like that weird energy I feel it my client feels it so that's the first thing we look for is a makeup artist who goes or you know a hairstylist who goes got it I got you let me take care of this I'll be over here I'll be over my area you know and then they make it happen or something that we of course as we all do sometimes we are mumbling to each other like what is going on this is a shit show like what is going on but I don't want my client to ever feel that. Like, it's okay if we're looking at each other and giving each other the daggers coming out of each other's eyeballs at each other. Like, what is going on? Because they happen a lot in campaigns. Like, the client will go, I have an idea. So, like, we have never discussed, you know, we have never even approached this idea before. And suddenly they have a great idea right on set. And I'm looking at the stylist like, and we're smiling, going, yeah, that's great. And then we turn and give each other the look that we all have with each other. And we'll go, yeah, of course we can do that cool let's switch things over and um <laughs> it's so i really look for that confidence of not letting something shake them um a lot of my art my artist friends say this and i agree with them it's the artists i love working with the most the ones who have worked in like new york fashion week because i know how to handle constant like dodgeballs at their head 
it's like such a pace that they're like, okay, just, you have no time to even think, yes, no, maybe you just do it. Um, so I always look for someone who has that experience. Um, so that's the first thing I look for. Of course, the second is just really skill set of confidence mm-hmm. in, you know, like I said, I book my, my artists based on what look we plan on doing. So if let's say my client is definitely looking at doing more of an Instagram style feed um, or they already have a feed that exists, I look at that feed and look at the makeup they're constantly sharing, they love, and I instantly know what artists I work with that will be able to do that comfortably without being like, that's just not my thing. Like, I don't want anyone to do a job and go like, I'll do it, but I, this is just not my thing. I don't like to do this. And it's like, you know, well, that sucks. Like, I, I don't want someone to feel like I'm making them move outside of the comfort zone just for a paycheck. Because for me, there's always something coming mm-hmm. around. So I'm like, I'll get you next time. You're going to be great for the next thing I'm positive. So, so yeah, it's just for me, it's just to really build that crew that I know where their strengths lie. And we all have strengths somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like some artists can do things all over very well but if you talk with them and say what do you love doing the most where do you feel you're really your strengths lie they'll go oh it's this is what I love to do or give me a cat eye any day of the week and I'm like "Ooh, that's good to know <laughs> okay you know <laughs> so Absolutely. because some artists let's do a cat eye and they go oh um are we going to shoot one side <laughs> are we going to shoot straight on and I'm like okay I feel what you're putting down here. Let's not do that. <laughs> That's a big deal. All right. Let's take a quick break uh, before we continue. <laughs> How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about FriendsBeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At FriendsBeauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-691. 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. So one of the things I wanted to ask, I know, you know, you started off as a makeup artist back in Detroit. Mm -hmm. You spent years doing what you're doing now, working, you know, on these beauty campaigns, beautiful work as a makeup artist and photographer. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but one of the things I want to know, because I just hear it in the in the conversation, um, what's how important is marketing in what you do today, and and how much did you have to learn over the years about marketing as you were, you know, doing a lot of your your jobs and your assignments? Like, I feel like it's 
it's so important to know a lot about marketing, even though you, that may not be yeah. your department, but I feel like in some ways it kind of pieces oh, of it. Oh, it is. No matter you. what you do, if you're self-employed, you have to market yourself. So yeah. um, I, I'm very fortunate that um, before I became a makeup artist, I mean, I knew I wanted to do makeup forever, but I, I came up in the 90s when there really wasn't an internet yet. And there was no definitive mm-hmm. guide of how to do that, especially in a city like Detroit, where everyone's like, you know, you want to do what? Go work at a counter. I'm like, yeah, 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 I, I'm going to work at a counter. But, like, how do I become the person doing, like, a lure? Like, how does that happen? Um, and it's like, so now there's so many more resources and overall. But so when I was uh, out of high school, I decided to go to college to get my degree. Um, I thought I was going to go into television news or something media-based. And then I learned mm-hmm. that I hated nine to fives and I'm just not that person. I'm like a caged lion when I have a normal job. So, uh, so I decided to switch my degree just to communications and marketing. So that's what I went to school for. Um, so oh, and nice. there is not a day that goes by. I don't look at my degree and go, okay, it was worth it now. Um, 10 years ago, I was like, <laughs> this is stupid. I spent so much money. Like I should be a doctor now, but um but I spent so much money, and I'm, I'm an artist. Like, had I had seen this coming, I would have done something differently. But with the – where I'm at now compared to 10 years ago, of the level of work that I'm working on, the campaigns that I'm working on, I know that degree helps me all of the time because I do mm-hmm. have to kind of – I have to, like, corral people all the time and persuade them of something. Um, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, listen, like I, 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 even this week I had a client who I love and they just took on a new, it's like a, um, it's a large company that just does um, promotions and they do um, just a lot of PR and I love them. And every time I send on a new client, I want that client because their clients are like my dream clients. So whenever I work with them, mm-hmm. I always say it's so cheesy. It's so corny, but it works so well. But every single time, once I know they're kind of happy, I'll go, well, next time we shoot, this is what we should do. And they, I'm like, see what I did there? And they always go, like, oh, oh, oh. but it, it's a thing. I'm putting that seed in their mind of going, well, next time we work with Courtney, that's what we'll do. Um, so for me, it's like the marketing goes so much deeper than just like, how do I get their attention? I have to keep their attention and then keep them coming back for the overall experience. Um, because like a lot of people shoot beauty, a lot of people shoot just you new know, products in general. Um, but it's what can I deliver other than just you know JPEG files to make it? They go, this was so much more worse than working with someone else who was you know, either cheaper or whatever. Um, so so for marketing for anyone in this business, I feel like you have to understand the psychology behind how people perceive your work or what they're looking for. So. Like, I have an ongoing joke that, but it's so true. I like to be treated like a vampire. I want people to invite me in. I'm not going to knock on their door. I'm just going to stand there. And when they open the door and see me, I want them to invite me in. So I never want to be so like, uh-huh. hey, do you want to hire me? Hey, have you seen my work? Hey, have you seen this? Like, I just feel like it's overwhelming. And they probably have, a, have it happen so often. Um, they don't mm-hmm. even look. Um, so many makeup artists reach out to me, and I get so inundated with emails that I'll read the same way. Like, they have to do something to grab my attention. So it's the same kind of thing. If I see someone constantly on my uh, Instagram liking things, I, their, mo- their name is in my mind. 
So if they write to me and then they send me an email, go, oh, yeah, yeah, so she's on Instagram. I remember looking at her stuff. It makes them stand out. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing with my clients. If I have a dream client, I literally make sure that they just see my work. I work on inspiration um, on products that might be similar um, and then make sure I do like a hashtag with their company name. Um, a lot of times I'll see a product, um, a new product one I've never heard of. Like I worked with um, Beauty Bakery for a while, and, and I really love their products. And um, and I, I love female-owned businesses. Like it's a big thing for me. So I was like, I want to work for them. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be like, hey, I'm gonna get a hold of my agent and be like, hey, let's talk to this person. They should see my work. I'm like, no, I want them to find me organically. I want them to feel like they found me and they're excited and they want to reach out to me. Because I'm already there. It's like, oh, right. yeah, okay. But if they're on that adventure, it's a totally different thing. So I will shoot a couple styled shots or something, and or we'll do a beauty test, and we'll use some of the products and be like, oh, we used, you know, the lip whip on the lips for this. It's this color. Isn't it gorgeous? We love this line. So that, that company is like, wow, I see the value in working with this person. Let's start and engage the conversation. So I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That they, they, I, I think that the way people are booking right now is so different than we were just five years ago. Right. Like right. Five Absolutely. years ago, I was like, I need my bed card. I need my comp cards. I need to do my, my mailers. <laughs> and now I'm like, I haven't done a print in so long. Like, I, I don't <laughs> do prints. I keep a print portfolio, and it's like a dinosaur now. So, you know, I, I think we have to adapt and figure out how do we, yeah. and also, I hate to say it, but also the people who are hiring me are getting younger and younger every year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have girls who are, you know, marketing managers for a large company who are 21. And I'm like, oh, 21, that was such a fun time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, I have to think, like, how is she seeing things? How is she finding things? Because she's not going through a giant book anymore in her office and, like, you know, dog earring the pages. She's on Instagram seeing who everyone else is working with. So, right. that's my goal is to make sure that they find me organically through that search and they can't suck away, oh, I really want to work with her. I really want, she's on my wish list because when they finally do come together and go, okay, I'm going to write her an email then we're happy to, like, then make it really easy for them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird process. But the marketing aspect of it is I, I feel like for me, it's, it's we, we don't really market anymore. Like, we don't do actual, like, campaigns for my studio at this point. We're just always, we we're sometimes, well, right now it's so quiet. But on average, we sometimes do, like, 10 to 20 estimates per week for different companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, it's, it's sometimes you're booking at like 90%, sometimes you're booking at like 40%. <laughs> it just depends on how the universe is that day. <laughs> right. right. Now, speaking of, uh, wanting people to find you organically, is that, is there a job that, like, is there a dream job? Do you have like a dream job or something that you want to do that you haven't done, a client that you want to work with that you haven't worked with? Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I have, there have been jobs that I was so excited for that end up being an absolute nightmare of my life. Um, 
and there have been jobs I haven't been looking forward to that have been such a pleasure to work on that were so incredibly rewarding. So I think that as my business has changed and grown, I feel like what I see as my ideal dream client has also changed because um, sometimes I just, the ones I just don't expect to be awesome are awesome. And I'm like, more of this. And we, we that's an ongoing thing in our, our studio, more of this, less of this. <laughs> because it's like the clients we have monthly that come to us every month and we're shooting constantly for, like, they're, they're my friends now. We have a really fun time with these clients. Um, you know, it's, and we know, they know my life. They, I know their life. It's fantastic. So, I mean, but of course, for me, it's like I would always love to work with those, you know, the client, like the jobs that you can get with like L'Oreal and Revlon. I love those kind of jobs where I know my mom's going to find it somewhere. Um, and also like being from a smaller area, it's like something that someone's familiar with. Um, as artists, we're so familiar with a million lines because, you know, we've worked with everything. But even recently, um, I shot for ColourPop, and um, my girlfriend back home was buying a line that I, I don't recommend usually. So I said, hey, listen, you know, I work for this company called ColourPop, and they're fantastic, and their products are really reasonable. But they have a, a nice color payoff, and, like, and she's a teenage daughter. And I'm like, it's kind of it's a really easy line to kind of jump onto because it's you know, it's not scary. There's no scary personality behind it. And uh, it doesn't hurt your wallet. And she's like, I've never heard of this before. And you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, where have you been? But then I realized we're so exposed to this constant, you know, new launch of something. And we're all aware of it. We're in our groups and everyone's talking about something they love or they don't love or controversy or the tea or whatever. You know, and I feel like because we are so emerged in it and we see it differently than our friends, by, you know, from who are not in the business. So I love to work on those campaigns that someone will go like, oh, I, I, have, I bought that before. They have that at the store. I got it at Nordstrom. I love it. That's why I really, I think it's really fun. And I, like the mm-hmm. teenage Courtney is loving it inside of being like, I never knew I could do this. This is crazy. Um, but like one of my dream jobs recently, like I said, I love full circles. It's really what it kind of motivates me. Um, I, about a year ago or a year and a half ago, I was able to shoot for Laura Mercier and, um, I had like a really sappy moment on set. It was really cheesy, but it's very much who I am. Um, I, when I was an artist in Detroit, I helped launch Laura Mercier at uh, many different department stores in the area that carried it. One was called Jacobson's. And I was working at Jake's at the time for Paula Dorf and they brought in Lauren Mercier and I started working with them a lot. And I had, I remember looking and going, Oh, she did a lot of covers. Okay. Um, she's amazing. And um, again, I was young and had no idea. And you had to like do a lot of work to figure out who did a cover. And um, so last year I was able to shoot a campaign for Lauren Mercier and when I'm on a set, I was working with the um, caviar cream eye sticks. And I remember launching those at the store and being like, these are really great. I love the texture of them. This is so different. And so I was styling them. I also had a moment of being like, oh, my goodness, venture. Like, I have, I worked on these when I didn't even know what the brand was about. And here I am, like, years and years later, now making that visual that people will buy the products with. And I literally got, like, teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, are you freelance with Laura Mercier? 
and like I remember they thought <laughs> off like they, oh you know the line I'm like I stole this line for years yes <laughs> and so um, it was a, one of those moments that I was like this is what I do this for so whenever a client reaches out that it's a line that I've, I've worked for as an artist behind the counter, I get really tingly and excited about it. Because again, it's like, I remember being like 19 and an idiot and working like, you know, for like, or I worked for Urban Decay a lot. And I used to freelance for Urban Decay and I was a part of their Midwest team. And I remember selling Urban Decay at Sephora in like 1997 and, you know, and then all of a sudden now I'm the one who's doing the visuals. And I remember looking at those photos mm-hmm. on the wall going like, I wonder how I would do that differently if I was on that job. And I was like, I'll ever do that job. Like, whatever. So I do, I love those moments. So there are days I get kind of grumpy. I think we all get grumpy at our jobs sometimes. Like, oh, you know, what? Right. Why? You know, and then I'll go. Remember that day I shot that new palette and I got all sappy? Like, I love that. So, so those are the clients I think I do kind of strive to have more so. Cause it kind of it grounds me, and I remember where I came from, and I'm less of a tyrant yeah. in my tall studio in the tall building downtown, you know? So. <laughs> what inspired you, Courtney? Oh, a lot inspires me. But, you know, it's, it's weird because... I talk to a lot of my makeup artists and what inspires them. I'm like so sitting hearing it because they just, they see oil slicks on the ground and they get super excited. And I wish my brain worked like that more. Um, I was raised by an engineer. I am very a type. Uh, I love a bullet uh-huh. point. I love organization. Uh, even though I'm really messy with my creativity. Um, I love when things are just really structured. So um, I'm not a person who's like real easy going about things. I'm like, no, I kind of like things to be a certain way. So as an artist, that's going to be interesting because to have both of the A type thing going, but also have creative ideas is kind of wacky. Um, so when I get inspired by things, sometimes it's like, you know, seeing a visual in a different uh, genre that will go, oh, my God, how do they do that? Okay, this is really cool. Um, I'm all self-taught in everything that I do. So often I'll go, I don't know how they did this effect, but I'm going to figure it out. And then often I'll pitch it to a client knowing that I've never tried it before, but I want to try it with them. <laughs> I go, I have a weird idea. I saw this thing and I think I can make it work for you. I don't know if it will or not. Let's try it. Um, so I do get inspired a lot by visual um, textures. I'm very um, driven by weird textures um, and Often what happens for me for my creative process, I'll go shopping and I'll go to like, like, you know, when I could leave the house, I would um, go to like, you know, Joanne Fabrics and go to the fashion district and look at all the textiles and like look at different textures and colors and the way the light hits them. And then I buy all of that because that's what I kind of do in my studio. And then I always have all this inspiration around me because sometimes a client will say like, hey, um, like I worked on the... um, the um, tinted campaign, which is really fun. And all of our products are coming with beautiful, kind of brushed copper packaging. So I instantly had to go, wait, hold on. What am I going to do with all this copper? Like, how am I going to make this cool and true? And so I look at all the things I've kind of gathered. Just like how someone might do tear sheets and throw them up on the wall to get inspired. I did the same thing with actual objects and colors and textures. 
so I, I think that's a big part of what I do. But sometimes I mean little colors in general. I'll go like I want it to be the color of the sky. <laughs> Let's do this. So um, <laughs> I do a lot of cell phone photos of strange things that I come across. Nice, oh, nice. Let me ask you this though. It may be a crazy question, um, but I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> do you yeah. ever desire? Do you ever desire to do makeup again? I mean, not like at the counter or anything, but just maybe like on some of your shoots? You know what? Okay, so this is going to be really kind of off the wall. You're like, what? I do miss <laughs> working at a counter. I do. Um, I, for different reasons, like I, I don't, I don't miss the, the goals. I don't, you know, I don't miss the constant upsells and someone barking at me with like clickety-clackety right. heels um, that I need to sell the three pieces or else. Um, I don't miss that, but I miss the interaction. I miss working with people who are not comfortable with making makeup and making them comfortable with it. Um, uh-huh. Like if I could introduce someone to one thing that makes them feel like everything has changed for them, like that's so empowering to me. So I think there's like no shame in that game. I think there's a major thing of being like, you still, and my friends who are younger, I have some friends who have daughters who are 15 who are aspiring makeup artists. I'm like, I know you don't like the idea of working in retail, but you know what? It's like great training wheels. You learn a lot because you have no chance to say no. You have to figure it out right there. So it really helps you kind of figure things out overall. And, um, but I really, as far as doing makeup of my own all the time, I feel like it's like the curse, which is like a great problem to have. Um, but I'll like, I recently just got all these new brushes and I have this beautiful collection of all these pretty things. And I'm like, I'm really inspired. I want to work on a story that I've worked on on my own. And uh, whatever I do there, or even when I say I'm just going to test in beauty and not even do the makeup, um, I'll have one of my girlfriends come in and we'll work on something just for us. Whenever we schedule that is when like the biggest, most like exciting job comes across my desk. And then we have to go, okay, through that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> like, this is more important. Um, but there is, there are times that I'm like, I really miss no, seeing that thing in my head and then bringing it forward and making it happen. Um, so last month, there was a thing that had happened on social media that really intrigued me. And it was about how some people are visual thinkers and some people are like um, audible or um, yeah, because we be audible thinkers, so some people have their inner voice and hear it, and it kind of guides them or naysays them or whatever it does, and some people are just visual. I am purely just a visual thinker. So mm. everything I do is based in visuals. So I love when I can think of something in my head. of like, I would love to do this and have this. Do this. I mean, it's going to be a gradient of this color. And it's so hard to describe these things, and as artists, we all have these concepts. It's so hard to describe how you see it. And then you're talking to that photographer, and you're like, you know how I see it? It's, like, shadowy, but there's, like, a color. And they're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And you're like, I know I saw that a crazy person, but I have this idea. Um, and then you have to make a, you know, a mood board that you can kind of put it together and say, well, it's this lady. I want this. So to be a photographer who has the ability to do makeup also is really fun, but it's been quite a while. And I always look at like my brush roll and, and I'm like, you know what, if I were to jump back into it, I'd have to definitely like, you know, redo my kit. Cause there's so many new products and everything I have is like prehistoric and, um, and go from there. So I, I do get inspired. And at some point I might jump back onto that horse, but right now is not the time. 
<laughs> okay. So here's something that I didn't know about that I got excited about when I saw it online, but can you talk to us a little bit about Wonder Gloss? Oh, yes. It's going to talk <laughs> a lot about it because I'm not like a showboat. I wish I was. I'd be so much better with a showboat. But so <laughs> I recently launched a um, skincare line that will eventually go into color as well. And the reason I did this was for several reasons. Um, first is that I, as someone who helps launch brands as the creative end of it, I worked with a lot of brands that have done amazingly that literally I don't understand how they've done so well because I've worked with that product and went, Ew, okay, good luck. Um, so I kept on seeing these lines coming out and some was really great. And I could see they were a passion project and, but often they had like the wrong packaging, you know, it's like wrong package can do a lot. If it's, you know, a product that should be in an airless um, bottle or pump and it's in a normal tube or it's in a jar, I'm like, I don't want my finger in there. Like this is a, a weird choice. Um, I really felt there was a void in the industry because I feel like there is either products that are meant to be very pretty or there's products that are meant to be very effective, but it's very rare you have both in one. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of products on the market right now that are really great. But for me also was that I had always envisioned doing something that was really fun and light that has a personality behind it um, versus just being like, Find your ritual time, ladies. Take care of yourself. Here's your 22 steps before you go to bed to keep your best face. I'm like, okay, first <laughs> of all, who has time? Like, what? Right. <laughs> I, I would love to. It's just like how I'm always seeing I'm going to, like, you know, clean my room, and it's never happened. It's, <laughs> it's a great idea, but we all don't have that reality of being, like, cool, I can, I can sit in my slate bathtub with the orchids and listen to smooth jazz. We don't have that time. Most of us don't. And if you do that, it's awesome. So I wanted to make a line that um, that was kind of for, like, to every woman. Like, I feel like my friends, everyone around me, we all have a similar thing. That we're like, listen, like, this is the way I roll. I'm always wearing yoga pants because I'm lazy. It's okay. Um, I feel like there was a room for a line to be like, it's okay. Just enjoy something. Like, you don't have to buy the entire thing. Just try one thing. Um, so I was always thought about doing this. It's always been my back burner for years, but I never felt like it was the right time. And then the 2016 election happened, and I got really shook. And then I thought, okay, I think this could be the right time. Um, because I thought, you know, what, what if the industry changes and the budgets get smaller, people aren't investing money the same way in marketing. Um, I put all my eggs into this basket, and what if it changes? Uh, and I always have many plans on my back burner. I'm just that person. So um, I launched, um, and it's been a really fun process because not only have I been able to see how things are manufactured, I'm working on a degree right now in, um, in formulation so I can better understand when I talk to my lab what they're discussing with me, um, which has been a really fun adventure with learning the products and how to make emulsions and, you know, finding the personality of a product deeper. But, um, but I also wanted to make a product that was really effective and beautiful. So if you, you curate your bathroom, I want you to leave it out. I don't know if you do the same thing, but when I have guests coming over, I hide all the ugly stuff. Oh, like yeah. All the ugly products I use that are really effective, it's going to be, like, underneath something. Like, I don't want people to see all my ordinary out. They're like, what is this? I'm like, oh, I don't think that's something. I have a right. You know? So... 
So I wanted something that you, you always intentionally go, I really love the way this looks. Now, I also want to put it that when someone is in your bathroom, they also sniff it because I know that when my mother comes to visit, she sniffs everything <laughs> that I have out and tries everything. And she comes out and I'm like, you smell like Michael Kors. You used my stuff today. You can really hide it well. Um, I wanted it to be a product someone used and goes, oh, I really, what was that I just used? It smelled so great. Um, so everything we've made, like we are, our hero product is called Makeup Assassin. And I designed it to be a makeup remover that's also a cleansing balm, but it literally removes everything. So when I'm working in my studio, clients will be bringing products, um, like the Joyer Foundation, which is like, it's a full coverage foundation. And once it's on your skin, it is on your skin. Like it does not want to come off otherwise. Um, and I would work with these products and I, they would go like, oh, we got to go now. I'm like, but I'm covered with makeup. And they're like, good luck. And I'm like, okay, great. And I would use all these different cleansers. I'd get out like the Dawn dish soap to get it off. Like, oh, please, wash off of my skin. So <laughs> I wanted to find a makeup remover that was gentle and really effective. So the first thing I brought into the lab was I brought in Prozade. Because I know that prose, when you do like a black brow, can be really difficult mm-hmm. to remove with ease. And often you might do a black brow on a set, and then like, you know, the, the clients, or if you're working on a test, you might want to go into a totally different look, and then you have this challenge of using all these like oil-based products. And, and so that was the first product I brought in to make sure we could remove, and it does remove prose. And, um, and we use waterproof mascaras. Um, to this day, I'm, all, I'm always online asking people, like, what are the most difficult products you've used that you cannot remove? Um, we get names of Japanese mascaras I've never even seen before. And then we'll, I'll order it and I'll put it on my eyes and be like, wow, this is insane. And I try to remove it and it doesn't come off. I'll use my makeup assassin and it comes right off. So that was, I'm really happy. It's like my baby. I'm really happy it's a product that actually works. But now it's a matter of, really getting the word out there and marketing in a different way. But also for me, Mm -hmm. and this is just the two I am, it's like my Midwest upbringing, is that for me, it's not appropriate for me to market right now. Well, I know a lot of women who are buying and they're excited to buy right now because of the mercy of being in their homes all the time. And they're on their, you know, their Facebook and their Instagram 24 hours a day. I feel like it's a Mm -hmm. really inappropriate time to be like, hey, let me tell you about skincare. You know, it's, I don't know. It's just it's just the way I am. So um, I'm just kind of waiting to kind of see maybe like a, a little bit more of a positivity coming in our direction. And we're starting to feel like we have hope. And then I'll go, okay, I feel like it's appropriate now. So I've been kind of just like laying low because, again, I, just, I would hate for someone to like post about something happens to their auntie who they love. And then the next thing that's on the feed is me trying to tell them they need to take care of their skin better. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I really do because it bothers me when I get emails from brands that yeah. are offering, um, you know, 30% off. Of, and I'm thinking, who's spending money? Like, why are people spending money why on products Are right you going to spend like, these pieces not that because they're all this thin, right? Well, that's the whole yeah. thing, too. It's like, you know, we all have a different experience of what's happening right now, but I think that – and some lines are doing it well. I think it's also being very cognizant of being aware of what's happening. So that I feel that there are lines right now who are doing it the right way, and there's lines who are acting like nothing's happening. Right. And, and I feel like if it were a small local thing, it would be like, oh, well, you know, she's in St. Louis. Of course she doesn't know what's happening here. But this is a, an international situation. 
And so I feel mm-hmm. like it's just a really awkward time to be that person. And like you said, like when I see an ad, they're like, hey, um, we see you breaking off from all that stress. Here's 30% off of our new acne cream. I'm like, I get really angry. I'm like, really, really, you're going to point out my flaws when I'm just happy that I haven't gone outside in a month and got sick. So, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that I think there's a good time and a bad time. And just for me right now, it's just time for me to really push forward. And I, I think that some people are like, this is a really bad move. But I'm like, you know what? Like, when it starts picking back up and I feel comfortable, I feel like it's appropriate, then I'll do it and move forward with all my plans. Um, and it's just, it's just how I choose to do things. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So now, with that being said, because we do want you, when you do feel like it's appropriate and it's a good time, you know, to really promote it, please feel free to come back on the show or send us any information that you wish for us to pass along. We would love that. I'll hook all your listeners up. I'll hook you up for sure. Send you a little package of goodies. You can try it and you can coo and say, this does work. What are you talking about? This is amazing. So um, (laughs) I know I'm already looking at this pumpkin latte mask. Oh, my God. So good, and it's it's one of, it's both it's an enzyme and also a um, glycolic mask. So it works yes. on so many different levels, and like I love a good mask. Like I like to go to my me facialist, too. and like I want you to do a peel that tingles, and I'm gonna like put the fan on me, make that happen. I feel like it's most beneficial to my skin, and whenever I buy a peel for my home, if I don't feel a little tingle, I'm like, eh, whatever. And right. so when I, we were working on this product, I'm like, I want it to make me feel like I'm, I'm going to the change. I want to start sweating <laughs> out of nowhere. So that's what I, it really does a beautiful job of exfoliating the skin. It works it's quite colic. It's working at a deeper level. So long-term loose use is going to help with fine lines. Um, and then with the glyc- or with the pumpkin enzyme, that way it smell really good. It smells just like pumpkin pie. It's ridiculous. Mm. Like every time I wear it, my cat wants to lick my face. And I'm like, no, this is not <laughs> pie on my face. It's not a good thing. <laughs> but it is a product that, and again, I want everyone to have an experience with this product line where you're enjoying yourself. So if you use yeah. the mask, I always say every Sunday, just throw it on. I put some of my husband too. We wear it for like 20 minutes. I wipe, you know, wash it off. My skin is glowing. And I kind of keep it at bay whenever I lose, like I kind of fall off my program. Um, my skin instantly like tells me it's not happy. So it's a really, <laughs> it's, I love, but it, you know, when you're developing a line with all these ideas of what you love and what you don't love, and the, the lab will say, I have an idea for you. And I'm like, okay, that's so funny. A lot of things I'm like, this is not for me. But that was a product that I was like, if we can modify it and make it like this, this, and this, I will love it. And that's where we came to that product. So I'll make sure you try some of that because it is so nice. yummy and good. Nice, nice, nice. It's, I mean, I can I can talk about this all day. But <laughs> I'm like, well, that's oh what I can so can I. So tell us a little bit about your Wonder Gloss Creative Retreat. Yeah. Um, so... I think this was supposed to be our fifth year, but we're still kind of like we have another date set. Um, every year, um, myself and my, my good friends, Dallas Logan and Day Howerton, who are both amazing you know, fashion beauty photographers, um, we come together and we teach a three-day retreat um, in Las Vegas called Wonder Gloss. And what Wonder Gloss mm. is, it's a program to – teach makeup artists how to shoot their own work. 
Now, we don't want people to come out of it and be like photographers who are booking campaigns tomorrow. That's a lot to ask of somebody, and they get really intimidated and like, oh, my God, like that sounds like a lot. I don't even know if I like cameras. It's more about understanding how lighting affects your makeup understanding the terms mm-hmm. of photography and feeling comfortable with that camera so that you can you know, update your Instagram and have beautiful shots, but also walk onto a set with confidence, knowing what you're seeing around you and how to react to those different modifiers on lights and different situations we encounter as makeup artists that we don't always know the answer to. Um, when I was still working right. a lot in makeup, um, I would go onto like a set for like Spike TV and I could walk onto the set and see how they lit everything, and I knew what I could do and what I couldn't do with that lighting. Um, and that was great because I would look at the director or look at the lighting guy and go, okay, so are you going to gel this? Okay, great. And okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm looking at the light. Okay, cool. I'm going to do this. And then they go, oh, it looks really good because I knew how that light was going to play. Um, and a lot of artists who have been around, they've worked on a million stuff, they know these things, they've learned out of hand, but a lot of artists are not taught this or they don't learn it just organically and it is it's a different language um and so we teach yeah. it in a way that's really easy to you know to take in and not be overwhelmed and um it's really great because you know we keep it small so it's hands-on people get to know each other it's a small group um but by day three seeing makeup artists who came in with all this doubt in their eyes and they're already looking at me going like i don't my husband told me to do this. I don't know if I want to do this. I'm like, you're in good hands. I just want you to learn a few things. And like, like you don't have to take off tomorrow and do a campaign. Like, this is just about you being comfortable. And so by day three, sometimes it's so great because those are the artists often the ones who say, I have no interest in ever shooting my own work. This just sounds like fun. Those are the artists by day three who are like, I want to do this. And it's so mind blowing to have this moment. I'm seeing them going, you know, I get this and I love this. And I have, I mean, I have, I would say about 10 artists I've taught over the last five years who, whose work is fantastic. And they're shooting, they're doing their own makeup and they're shooting their own work. And when they post it, I'm like throwing it in the towel. Like these are the next upcoming photographers who are going to do massive stuff because they are makeup artists who see things like I did when I was still working in makeup and you know, shooting my own work. So it is a really fun process. Um, and I have artists who come in like, uh, for several years in a row, even though it's the same content, they'll come several years just to make sure they're really getting it. And it's a really fun group and it's, it's a little camaraderie in it. And overall, we want it to be a really positive experience. So, um, so yeah, we're really excited. But it was supposed to happen in May and then we had to push it back to, right now we've pushed back to end of August, like the first week of September, but we'll see what happens. Oh, nice. Like I, I I'm a person who loves to have like definitive dates and right now is a really tough time. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't, we'll see. I find another contract, shrug shoulders a whole bunch. So, so yeah, but it is, it really is a fun process. And, um, and like, I, I, I try to price it. So it's like people aren't completely overwhelmed with it. And because it is small, it is really, it's, different than going to a, a large mm-hmm. workshop where you're one of like you know 50 or 60 people who are sitting there and you can't see up to the front um right so that's for me i know the way i learn and the way that like day and dallas teach versus the way i teach we kind of hit things at different angles so mm-hmm. if i explain it in a way that someone's like wait what 
then most likely they and Jess will explain it in a way they do understand or vice versa. So it really works out gotcha. when we kind of cover both angles, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Now your 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 um your Vegas retreat is sold out, correct? Well so well, the one we had for May, it sells out really quickly. Um, because every year, so can we do, we cap it. I mean, as much as I would love to say, let's make a bunch of profit, I cap it. Right. Um, just so it basically pays for itself. Um, and then we, I know everyone will learn that way. So this year sold out really fast. Um, but because we had to reschedule it, we had quite a few international students who were scheduled mm-hmm. for this year. And some of them can't, like, they know that their countries won't let them come into the country until, like, more, like, later in the fall. So they'll be That's going to, year. they're already, like, moving to 2021. So we probably will have some seats opening up soon. I just, again, I I just think it's a really weird time. He's like, hey, by the way, guys, we've opened seats. I hope you have some cash. Hope right. you guys are going to check right. that lot at. Like, no, I I think it's going to yeah. So I've. When I want to say, so I'll, I'll like, okay, I feel like people are not freaking out. I'll be like, we do have open seat or two. Um, but, yeah. it, it's, but again, I, I, I also feel really apprehensive because um, there's a lot of travel involved to go to Vegas. But I choose Vegas for several reasons. One is because it's usually pretty inexpensive to travel there from most cities. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it's inexpensive to stay and eat there and have a good time. Um, uh-huh. And it's an experience. Like some people go, I've never been here before, and I'm like, well, by day we play, you know, we we play in the studio. By night we play out in the street. So, right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's sometimes it's great because I include like the meals, I include the room. So there's not a lot of yes. reasons to go like, oh, it's going to cost me so much more money. Everything yeah. is inclusive, you know. And so I think it's easier for someone to say, well, not only will I go and be social. But I also will have a chance to go enjoy myself. It's kind of like a little vacation. So, um, yeah. that's, again, that's the way I know that just doing this for as many years as I have doing workshops, that's the feedback I've gotten from a lot of people. It's been like, if I could make it so it, it just fulfills this, this, and this, I'd be happy. And so that's the way I've kind of put it together based on what someone can handle. Yeah, because you're, cause you're, the Vegas one, it really includes a lot. It's the cost of the room for like three or four nights. Mm-hmm. Yep. Breakfast and lunch. That's a huge yep. deal. And right. then um the classes themselves, yeah, and then two retouched mm-hmm. images. I mean, that's yep. huge. So really I mean yes. outside of this you really all you're paying a... for is like airfare if you have to fly. Right. And then and like especially right now the girls are loving it because the airfare is so reasonable. I'm like if you buy on exactly. Southwest you can you know, you can reschedule with no penalties. So some of the girls are getting a round trip, you know, flight from like New York for like $150, which is awesome. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like again, I just want to make sure that people go, you know what, like this is all inclusive. All I have to do is bring my own booty there with my kit and I'll learn. And, you know, it, it works out. And even like the girls have all known, even if, like by day three, I know them all so well that there's been times that someone will say, you know what, I didn't realize that. I am leaving a day later than I thought I was. I like didn't schedule my flight right now. Like, come stay in my room. I have like a bunch of extra bedrooms in my room. Come stay with me. Like, no biggie. Like, I want to make sure you're taken care of. Um, so at the end of the day, I'm like a mama bear. Like, I want to make sure everyone's taken care of. Everyone's happy. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really fun. I'm like again, I'm really sad. I'm not going to be, you know, in Vegas in early May. I look forward to seeing all the girls and. You know, most of the students, I know them from the, you know, from going different forums over the years and then different groups on Facebook, but I don't know them in, in reality. 
so it's fun to finally meet someone and be like, oh, I've talked to you for like 10 years. This is awesome. Like I had no idea. This is you. You know? So it is, it's a really positive thing. I wish it was a different time that we could look forward to it versus being like, well, we'll see. I don't know. So really quickly, a, um, a question about um, the cameras, because I know that you prefer okay. them to have Canon, but you said um, yes. Nikon and Sony are welcome. Now, yes. is it because the instructors only use Canon or? Mm-hmm. So okay, um, <laughs> what we have found over the years of doing this, um, I, I started, like I said, Wonder Class has been around for about five years now. But before that, I travel a lot teaching photographers. And what I always, I've always shot Canon. Canon's what fits right in my hands. Like when I hold a Canon, it feels mm-hmm. right. Um, when I hold a Nikon, mm-hmm. I'm like, this feels ridiculous to me. It's just like having certain brushes mm-hmm. that you might prefer, like a right. travel size brush with a shorter handle or a long water. You know, artist brushes that are like 10 foot long. Like we all have different preference. So same thing with the camera. So when students come in, they often, sometimes they literally come in with a brand new box. They've never even opened it before. Um, gotcha. It's completely foreign to them. And it's foreign to me, too. So if mm-hmm. it's a Canon, usually I can help them figure it out. Nikon, sometimes I can figure it out, but sometimes we spend a lot of time going, like, make sure you have a manual. Um, often, yeah. Jay will pull them aside and try to figure them out because he's really great at figuring it out on the fly. Um, but I don't want them to feel frustrated because gotcha. they don't know how to use it, and we don't know how to use it. So. Um, we're like, we'll figure right. it out. We'll take care of you. But in the meantime, like, don't sweat it. But you can see the fear in their eyes when they're like, I don't know. I just got a camera from a neighbor. And I'm like, I get it. No worries. Um, I also bring several extra camera bodies with me. So if someone says, my camera is garbage. And we're like, okay, yeah, we gotcha. kind of agree. Use this one. <laughs> you can share this one with this one. So we always work it out. But it's just, it's more of an ease. So a lot of students buy a camera for this class. And that's why I'll say, hey, mm-hmm. you know what, like, like, talk to me first. I'll direct you towards some really great deals. At the end of the day, I love a good deal. I'll find you a good deal of what you can learn on that's a great starter camera and give you the best package possible. Or put you in contact with somebody who's selling the right thing that will really help you do this at a, a, a higher level. Um, so, so yeah, yes. if some people say, I already bought a $5,000 camera, and I'm like, ooh, yikes, that's a lot of fun on a camera if the first time shooting. Okay, so I'm always, like, once someone adds into the, the group, the first email they get says, listen, like, slow your roll, let's talk about cameras first, then we'll go from there. Um, because also, often, once you learn how to shoot with a camera at Wondergloss, um, you realize you wish you had different things than what you do have. Gotcha. So I'll say, come try what we have, and you're going to find something that really works for you well. Um, the gear that, like, they and Dallas keep for what they shoot is so different than what I work with. Um, we all have a different workflow. Same thing with your kit. You know, it's like you might have different foundations in your kits for different reasons. Um, same thing with us. So what they shoot, I'm like, oh, I, I've never done that before. It's just, I just think so different. So same thing with the camera. So we just try to walk them through and be like, okay, let's just, let's get you shooting first. So bring what you have. If you want to buy something, buy a Canon so it's easier. And, you know, <laughs> but it's not, I got you. I got like a graveyard of a million cameras I can give you. And so so the cameras that you recommend on um, the the retreat site, are, are, do they come with, 
fixed lenses or uh, interchangeable lenses, is there, or is there like a are these cameras body only or uh, body and lenses? So often they most of the cameras I recommend um, when you go to buy them, they're they're prosumer or consumer grade. So they're usually marketed mm-hmm. for someone to buy to bring to the zoo. I often call them the zoo cameras. Um, <laughs> so it will come with a you know, interchangeable lens. It will come with what's called a kit lens. So it's a lens right. that's kind of meant to kind of cover a huge area. And it's, um, it, it's not going to give you the results you want. So let's say someone said, oh, I do have this camera. It's been in our closet for five years. I have no idea how to use it. I'll go, okay, listen, the body's fine. Let's have you spend $50 on this other lens that's going to make your life change. But bring both the lenses with you. <laughs> and then when they get to one, goes, I show them why they, I guided them in that direction. And they'll go, this is so different. Like, this is the reason I told you this. Um, but <laughs> you don't know until you kind of start playing with it. So the cameras are recommended ones that are not overwhelming in price. I kind of gave a nice little range of what to look mm-hmm. for. But I mean, everyone has their own journey. So some people will say, I really don't have a lot of money to do this. This is what I really want to learn to do. And that's what I'm like, okay, I can, we'll figure this out. Someone's selling something somewhere we can use. It'll be great. Um, sometimes it's me selling the thing. <laughs> I'm like, I already have one. I got you. Um, or sometimes people say, I already, like, I, I've just bought this really high-end camera. I don't know how to use it yet, yet though, but I, I want to learn. And I'm like, okay, I have that camera. I can show you exactly how to use it. So that's the way I make my list. Cool. And so one last question. Uh-huh. Any advice any advice for makeup artists who actually do want to be photographers? Well, I think that the way things are moving, I think that more artists are going to start shooting their own work. Um, especially in times like right now when you have time on your hands and you wish you knew how to do something. But I think that visuals are becoming so much more prominent in the way we consume media. So I I really feel that artists should want to know how to capture their work better because so often I see amazing artists I've worked with and I look at their Instagram and their behind the scenes photos are atrocious. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I know what their work looks like in person. It looks so good, but these photos do them no justice. Um, so I was actually, because the year's kind of screwy now, but we were actually talking with, um, um, the crew over at Elkhorn in New York about doing a workshop that is about even if you mm-hmm. want to use a cell phone, how to learn how to capture your own work on a cell phone. Because cell phones are amazing at this point. Like, it's insane what you can capture on a cell phone. So, but it's just understanding certain things. I used to teach this workshop at um, Smashbox for Smashbox Cosmetics and teaching their artists who work at different, you know, counters how to capture their own work. So, I mean, there's a lot of resources out there to learn how to do it on your own. But, again, I feel like a lot of artists, including myself, I can read a book and I'm still like, um, wait, what? Uh, what are you trying to tell me here? Like, it's a lot of numbers. Um, it's, the books are always in black and white for some strange reason. Like, it's like 1962. Um, and it's a lot of information to take in. So I, a lot of artists, I, I would say about 20% of the artists who take Wonder Gloss are artists who already – are kind of comfortable with a camera, but they just don't understand a lot of the mechanics. And you know what? For years, I didn't know a lot of the mechanics either. I just made it kind of work. Um, so, so yeah, I think that there are resources out there. There's amazing resources online to learn how to just get comfortable with a camera. So it just depends on how you learn. If you learn hands-on, then start to take a w- workshop like 
like Wonderwas. But if you if you're able to go online and watch videos and take it in and learn, there's a lot of resources out there you can find, especially with YouTube. Nice. Nice. But it's fun. And it's really empowering to capture you. your own work, you know? Absolutely. Final question. What's your mm-hmm. definition of beauty? Oh, I mean, that's a really big question. <laughs> like, how did I answer <laughs> years ago? <laughs> Have I changed? Right. <laughs> um, I, right? Like, I can't do anything opposite <laughs> of that or else I'll sound nuts. Um, for me, I think that the definition of beauty is it has to be so, so large because what we all find beautiful can be something, something simple. It can be something large. I think that beauty is something that makes our heart start skipping a beat, brings adrenaline into you. If you see something that strikes you as beautiful, you double take and go, did you see that rose? It's incredible. You know, I think that's what beauty is. It's something that is not always tangible, but something that causes a, a actual visceral reaction. So, like, you know, you might, you might find your cat beautiful. I find my cat beautiful. Right. I'm like, right. if I could look at her every day, if I could look like her, I'd be, like, living my best life. But <laughs> I <don't. laughs> But I think that beauty is something that we, we should just understand and appreciate that it's often in unexpected places. Nice. Courtney, it's been such a pleasure to have you back on with us. We could talk all night. I know I love talking to you folks and thank you again so much for having me on during this very strange time um, I think it's, yeah. it's still fun to talk about what makes us because we'll be back we'll be back doing our thing hopefully in short time oh, yeah okay. <laughs> oh, it's kind of hard like, how, do, how do we react when things do you know supposedly open back up, but, like, what does all that look like, though? How do we talk to other human beings again? Because what what I see other people in my front yard, now I'm very strange. Before, I was like, oh, there's someone out there doing something cool. Now I'm like, what is he he doing? Why why is he out there? So I think it's going to be a process about how we get comfortable on set again or at our jobs again. Right. Right. You know, yeah. I, I think we'll have a lot to learn when it happens. Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting. Right? For I'm sure. sure we'll all have many, many missteps and moments of being like, oh, my goodness. Oh, yikes. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. I think we're, we're all going to have the same experience. So we won't be alone in that. Right. No, exactly. definitely exactly. not. Definitely not. Yeah. We'll be okay. Yeah. We're going to make it through it. Oh, absolutely. I think we're learning something every day. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, so much information shared uh, tonight. Um, I know. I it's learned a, a lot. <laughs> good. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I learned a lot. 
you're doing some things I had no idea that you were doing, like this um, conference and the, the class. and Yeah. I didn't know so and... about things. I wish I was more of a showboat because I have a shiny suit on or something, but I kind of just do what I love, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. Right. That's what it's all about, just doing what you love. For sure. Yep. All right, my dear. Thank you so much again. We greatly appreciate you. And Thank keep us you. posted. And take as care. To what you're doing. Stay safe. Yes. Yes, and stay you inspired. You too. I'll try you too. for sure. All right, and we'll get you back on sooner than than before. <laughs> yeah, that would be great because then I'll have different energy versus my current frantic energy. So I'm on the other side of this now. How you feeling? Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll all Perfect. have stories to tell. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. We'll talk about yeah. our roots. We'll talk about how much how long our hair got on our legs and all kinds of good things. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. <laughs> Well, you you continue to do beautiful work, um, and we'll continue to support. Absolutely, um, looking forward to what's next for all of us. Actually, um, yeah. So we just all stay safe and keep working hard. That's all we can do. Thank you so much, ladies. You're Thank welcome. you. Have a wonderful night. Great. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. That was a great conversation we had tonight with beauty photographer Courtney Daly. Um, so much great information shared. I hope you guys really enjoyed it and was inspired by it. I know I was. Um, and we're going to keep doing what we do each and every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you guys tune in next Sunday night where we bring another inspiring guest. But until then, have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Thanks again, Courtney. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.